0: Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast.
1: Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. This is a show where a couple of dudes sit around and talk about football like you would at your local watering hole. I'm your host, Dale Mund, and with me...
0: As always, is Colton Sorensen. How are we doing? Oh, you know, didn't do very good on my picks last week, but uh, still here and I'm going to try it again. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, I actually got all of them right. I just want to point that out. Quit bragging. Yeah. So we are in the, you know, it's said to be the best week of football in the season. And that is the divisional round in the playoffs. There are only eight teams left They're I mean, and all these games are going to be pretty, they should be pretty good, too.
0: This is when there's enough games to keep you busy and the games are good enough that you want to watch all of them.
1: And I think all of them will be good. I I don't I don't see really any I don't see any chance of like a blowout for anybody in any way.
0: So the only way I think there's really a blowout is the Packers 49ers and it's if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a good game.
1: I guess that's fair.
0: Otherwise every game you have enough talent and enough playmakers that every game is gonna be good.
1: Yeah, and that, that's the thing that I see about this this playoffs in general is just I feel like any one of these eight teams can win three straight games and win the Super Bowl. Any one of these teams.
0: I disagree in one team. I don't think the Bengals can. I just think that they're they're not quite there yet. It's a good story. It's just they're not quite where they need to be as a team yet.
1: See, but why not just believe? Like, 100%, like, the Bengals are the darling team right now. Everybody yeah. loves the Bengals. Because it's, they're, it's the underdog it's story. It's great. I love it.
0: I, I just, I think they're a year away, and I, I kind of want to get the them getting blown out in the playoffs so that they come back next year with a chip on their shoulder and they really have some attitude going. Man, I don't want to blow out, though.
1: But, you know, speaking of the Bengals, we got the Bengals and Titans this week. Do we want to talk about it a little bit? How do you feel about the game?
0: Um, I I feel like if the Titans lose, I'm going to be very disappointed because they're the first-round team. And I kind of feel like the Titans are the team that has gone under the radar, even though they're the number one seed. And I, I don't know. I just, Derrick Henry, I heard is coming back, which is insane to me. I think Julio is going to play. I do not think AJ Brown is going to play, but I just, for Derek Henry, I want him to win.
1: No, and and I love Derrick Henry. And I, I think Derrick Henry is a—everybody loves Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah. He's he, a wonderful player. He's a once-in-a-lifetime human being as an athlete.
1: The only thing is, like, I feel like the Titans have a, as a whole have just underwhelmed the entire year. And they kind of, like, they stumbled their way into the number one seed.
0: I don't know if that's true. I think, I think they've been is, one of the though. most consistent teams in the NFL.
1: They lost to the Jets.
0: Okay, yeah, I will agree there. They lost to the fucking Jets. But like, I don't know. I they're just consistent. Like they've been fairly unremarkable all year long, but also winning every game. Like, I, see, it's just a style of football that I want to see.
1: I just don't think a unremarkable performance that has worked over the the whole season. Can get it done in the playoffs. Like, I think you need to be that dominant team to win in the playoffs. Yeah. And the Der- Bengals have been a dominant team.
0: And if Derrick Henry comes back,
1: who is a dominant player, I'll give you that,
0: and he gets 250 yards, I want to see them win. I'm just saying.
1: No, that's fair. And I get it. But I just, I don't think it's going that way. I'm picking the Bengals.
0: I'm picking the Titans. And I think that is the only. No, you have a different team. Oh boy! All right. Well,
1: that is not the only one where we disagree on.
0: Okay. Well, we'll have to see that when it gets here. But for right now, we both agree on this one. I believe. Correct.
1: I got the Bengals. No, no, no. The next one. Oh, the next one. Do Bill, you, Bills, Chiefs. Yeah. Do you have the Chiefs? Absolutely not. Okay. I got well, John. We're, I got,
0: g- we're disagreeing right off the top. Then.
1: Speaking of not picking the same teams, the Bills and the Chiefs will also be playing this weekend. And I got the Bills winning this game because I, at this point, like I understand the whole Pat Mahomes thing. It's really hard to pick against Pat Mahomes. Like, I don't know, this year I've been picking with kind of like a vibe. Like I, I just have a good, hey, I just have a good vibe about the Bills.
0: I'm I'm not going to badmouth you because clearly you've been better than I have. Right. I so, picked every single game right last week. Yeah. I d- did not. So yeah, I mean, you're probably going to be right, but something about Andy Reid not making it to the championship game just seems off to me. Like Andy no, Reid I, is I very good at game planning when it gets to the playoffs and I just there's something about the Chiefs that I I just can't pick against and it's not just Pat Mahomes. I mean, that does factor in, don't get me wrong.
1: So the only thing that I'll say is my only worry about the Bills is that, you know, they had this massive blowout win against their rival Patriots. You know, it's the little brother finally kicking the big brother's ass. So I mean, yeah, I feel like there's a there's a scenario where that's like too much of a high. And they just they come out a little flat because of it. You know? Are,
0: are you saying it's Vikings 2017 esque?
1: No, I'm not saying that. But you're saying it could be. But I'm saying it could be. That's okay. that's gonna be my only thing. I feel like it's either a Bills win or a Chiefs blowout. Like that's that's kind of the way that I see it.
0: I see some late game clutching from Pat Mahomes. Some late game and...
1: throwing it to the defense. No
0: clutching. Come on, you know man. He's
1: been doing that all year.
0: Sure, but it's Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, and he's going to find, like, Blake Bell, who's their second-string tight end, he's going to find him for a touchdown to win the game or something. It's going to be something weird like that. Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, just they have a connection, and I don't see them not making it to the playoffs. So, the the Super Bowl, sorry.
1: I mean, what I will say is that the Bills defense is just the number one defense in the league, so like...
0: And the Chiefs' defense is not.
1: That is also a factor. Like, you do have to deal with Josh Allen as a force. Like, he is just a force. And then the Bills' defense as a whole, you got to deal with that too. So I feel like it's going to yeah. be... Like I said, it's e- I think it's either a Bills win or the Bills come out flat and the Chiefs just blow them out.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, before we get done with this game, I do want to talk about the patriots in the bills game i did pick the patriots and i was wrong i'm not saying that i i shouldn't have done that i picked it with my heart it wasn't a terrible pick though
1: no like i all of those games most of those games last week were kind of like you know you could you could see a scenario where a lot of the underdogs could have a chance
0: couldn't pick the Steelers
1: or or the eagles but Uh, the eagles eh. i think
0: they're one of those that the Eagles in the playoffs are kind of a vibe, so some people probably pick them. Nah. I don't think I heard of anybody picking the Steelers, So, which they shouldn't have, and that was obvious. But Mac Jones, if you have a chance, go back and watch the first drive again. Mac Jones had one bad throw that I think was weather-related. It was freezing cold that game, and... The ball kind of looked like it slipped out of his hand and didn't make it there. Every other play on that drive was fantastic.
1: Even the interception.
0: The interception should not have been a pick. If it was a quality wide receiver, he would have put his hands up instead of waiting for the ball to get to him. And, and it was a fantastic play by Micah Hyde.
1: Insane play by Micah Hyde. So, All, like, credit to Micah Hyde for making that play. But it, Oh,
0: Absolutely. I mean, Mac Jones
1: literally dropped it in the bucket. It just didn't make it into the bucket. Yeah, it, like it was there. It just never made it.
0: It was fa- a fantastic drive, and I think Mac Jones pretty much showed everything he needed to to prove that he is an NFL quarterback. Yeah, and I
1: that drive did have everything. Like he he stood and he threw it from the pocket. Like you assume he would because you know everybody assumes that he can't run. Well, then he gets pressured. He escapes the pressure. He rolls out. And he finds, you know, a wide open wide receiver throwing the ball on the run, on the money.
0: On his back foot. Like Off his
1: back foot, right.
0: He playing outside of the the direct of the offense, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that was a third, like a third and 14. There was a yep. no, there was another third and 10 where he gets pressured. He escapes the pocket again. He doesn't find anybody.
0: He runs it. He outran oh, people. And that footwork inside the pocket, he broke uh, who Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds', Edmonds. ankles. I mean, Tremaine Edwards was also kind of getting blocked, so it's like a half ankle break. But yeah, like Mac Jones showed everything. There was two drops on that drive. Yeah, one was a bad play call that caused it, and the other one, the wide receiver, I think it was a running. He back. It was a
1: running back. He just he just, just straight up dropped it. Took
0: his eyes off the ball, let it hit him in the bread basket. It was
1: like a twenty-five yard play downfield, and he just yeah dropped it.
0: But that I just wanted to talk about Mac Jones. And that play kind of validates him, or that drive kind of validates him as an NFL quarterback, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, nobody thought he was good because he couldn't run fast or throw hard.
0: Don't need to. Ask Peyton Manning. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, next game, we'll go on to the uh, 49ers at the Packers.
0: Are, are we really questioning this one? It, I, I got the Packers winning. I do, I, too. It, it just seems like the Packers are... They're on a roll right now. I just they're getting a couple players back. I think like Bakhtiari's coming back and um one of the Smiths on defense, I think, is coming oh, back. Zed- oh,
1: Zedarius Smith's coming back. So I, I, I just see Jai- this
0: as a a game that it's theirs to lose.
1: I also think Jair's coming back too.
0: Okay. So yeah, you yeah, got they're, get, they're big getting playmakers healthier. coming back. And it's just it's a game that it's theirs to lose. Like the this, 49ers could come out and make it interesting, but
1: this is the first Packers team where I actually look at it and I'm like, all right yeah like that their record and their dominance and like this team they got a pretty good shot of just running the table winning the winning the Super Bowl
0: yeah I I don't disagree their team looks very good and with a week of preparation I'm I'm liking their chances so moving on to the next game uh the Rams and the Bucks. I actually think this is going to be the best game of the weekend.
1: I just hope we get good Matt Stafford.
0: I even if we get bad Matt Stafford, I just feel like this is destined to be a close game, and it's going to take some late game antics to close it out. Like it, the teams are so similar in the way that they're built. You got pocket passing quarterbacks, really good dynamic um, playmakers. Uh, Cam Akers is back.
1: Cam Akers looked really good too. Yeah,
0: he. Uh, the the Buddha Baker hit was very scary.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I'm hoping Buda Baker's okay. I think I saw I, some I did, tweets and saw yep, that he's see a doing bunch all things right. Things on but,
1: Twitter. He looked. He looked like he was doing okay.
0: But uh, yeah, it just seems like one of those games that they're going to play the same style, and it's going to come down to the wire and be one of those knockdown dragouts. It could be 40 to 29 with a late game touchdown by one team or it could be 31-34 with a late game field goal to win it. Like it just seems like it's going to come down to a late game touchdown for a team to either close it out or win it.
1: So and that's interesting because, you know, Tom Brady is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the history of ever.
0: And I think Matt Stafford and then you have, is the most clutch and then you quarterback have, in history.
1: Well, but Tom Brady's done it in the playoffs
0: i you know we Matt we Stafford's do, done it against way better talent.
1: <laughs> what I will say is like, I mean, Matt Stafford got his first win in the playoffs, so like i mean i i don't I don't see it as like a you know moment too big kind of thing for for Stafford, but like there is that factor of like, yeah, Stafford. Has all of these fourth quarter comebacks? He has all like the the experience and like doing the, all the late game heroics and shit. But Brady's been doing it in January and February for a very long time.
0: How many rings does Brady have? Seven. That that's more than one hand's worth. So it, it is. I I trust his ability, and that's why I'm picking the Bucks. Which is disappointing.
1: Yes, I am also picking the Bucks. It is annoying that Brady is still doing it. However, I will say, um, so he's got a documentary on Hulu. It's the man in the arena. And I will say he seems like a more genuine dude than I gave him credit for. Yep. And he's a much more likable guy than I would have ever thought. See, I think I told you that before before
0: the season started. I think I told you that, that Tom Brady is not, Like, when he was in New England, he wasn't the real Tom Brady. I think I told you that maybe last year before the season started. I think so, yeah. And it's kind of cool that, like, that's coming to show that maybe the greatest of all time isn't the most boring human being ever. No, now it's Mac Jones. Which, I mean, hey, does that say more about the quarterbacks or the coaches? Can you imagine Kirk Cousins in New England? I don't think you would ever hear about him. I don't think he would ever talk. I don't know if he would ever be televised. Like even when he's under center, I don't know (laughs) if he would be on camera. Like that's how boring that would be. So I, I don't know that. I think it's probably the organization, but yeah, it's, it's better now that Tom Brady is showing his personality. Yeah. Because it makes him slightly more likable when we have to talk about him in the future as being the greatest of all time. Right. Right. Speaking of the greatest of all time. I recently listened to a podcast, I th- or I think it was on YouTube or something. A guy was talking about his top 10 quarterbacks. Quarterbacks? Wide receivers, sorry. And let me tell you, I was confused.
1: See, I'm a guy that likes lists. I like, I like a good list.
0: Lists are fun. They're fun. Because a, it, a lot of times it brings up your thoughts on it because you don't necessarily think about it until you see the list. And then you kind of compare in your head.
1: Yeah. And then you can kind of have a conversation about it. Like, why do you have this guy here? And, you know, you, yeah. can, you can decide whether you val- value somebody's opinion based on their list. Like, if their list is shit, you can be like, well, I don't have to listen to anything this dude says because I really don't like that list he did that one time.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, I do not value this guy's opinion. So I'm going to just throw out some highlights on this guy's list. Okay. And- no offense to this guy, is a human being. Don't know ya. Never seen the thing before. It was just a YouTube video that popped up. Um pretty sure he had Justin Jefferson at like 7. It's a Minnesota guy. Interesting spot. Glad I mean, he's I, on the list.
1: I I can I can see a scenario where other guys that have done it longer can be put ahead of him. I yeah. I can get that.
0: I I don't hate it. I don't think it's that's a bad ranking. I right. just as a Minnesota Vikings fan point, we're gonna, point we're- that out that he's on the list now yeah it's cool um and then he had Stefan Diggs at 4 i said right i think so and or no 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 5 5 or 6 and he said he had him there because he was the best route runner in the NFL
1: okay i you know diggs <laughs> is a great route runner
0: and he, he might be one of the best route like he's probably in the conversation as the best route runner in the NFL right But then he proceeded to put directly above him Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a good player. He's a really good player. What does Keenan Allen do well? Keenan
1: Allen's a really good route runner. And he's really good at creating separation.
0: So if you're calling Stefan Diggs the best route runner of all time, and then putting... Well,
1: Well, right now. He's the best route runner right now.
0: Okay. But then also putting Keenan Allen above Stefan Diggs, who is... A route runner? The The reason he's good is his route running. Yes. Just a little bit confusing. Okay. And then directly above him, he put Cooper Cup. What does Cooper Cup do well? Man, he's really good at route running. <laughs> See, that's where I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> you can't put your the best route runner in the NFL, in your opinion, and then put two specific good at route running guys ahead of him and then not explain it. 'Cause there was no explanation here. It was just that's well so that's Cooper, just the rankings.
1: Cooper Cup was there because of the stats. Yeah. And I think Keenan Allen was probably there because he wanted to put an underrated guy in his list. Probably. Which is fair. I, I under I understand it from that logic. Yeah. But from the logic of the actual players and what they're good at, Stefan Diggs, great route runner. Yeah. But if you say he's the best route runner and then you put an also good route runner and another also really good route runner ahead of him it just, just,
0: it's counterintuitive. Yeah, it just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, we're, we're getting farther up here. Um. Th- at two, he had Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase? Yes. At two? Jamar Chase had a very good year. He did. He had a great year. C- inconsistent, but, I mean, he's a rookie, and fantastic numbers for a rookie.
1: Can I just say, for the record, we were both wrong.
0: Yeah, 100%. Absolutely.
1: I did not think that he was going
0: to be able to
1: create the kind of vertical separation that he did in college just because he did it at the catch point and that was it.
0: Yeah, I think we both like I pointed it out to you to start with and we kind of watched film together and we kind of came to the same conclusion that you're not going to be able to do that against the big dudes in the NFL. Well, he fucking did. He did. We were wrong. But, uh,
1: Great season. He's not the second best receiver
0: in the league. No, no. I mean, he might be eventually, but right now, absolutely not. And
1: I, and I know your philosophy. Your like your philosophy specifically yes. is you cannot give a guy that hasn't done it for like a couple years in a row mm-hmm. the credit of being like in that conversation. Correct. And I understand that. I think there are, there could be exceptions to the rule. I I could see. Like, I, I mean, spoiler, we did create our own list just to kind of yep. kind of go through how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not put Jamar Chase in my top 10.
0: But, like. I think you can guess that I did not either. You could
1: make an argument. Like, I I can admit that you could make an argument.
0: So, you could make an argument to somebody else, but not to me. Right. That's what so, I'm saying.
1: Like, your philosophy yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Hey, I understand Andrew, that I'm different.
1: Did who was
0: their number one? I don't remember, but I can tell you who it was not. And who was it not? It was not Devonte Adams. And it was not DeAndre Hopkins. And it, it was not Tyreek Hill. And none of those guys were on the list.
1: They weren't even on the list. Nope. They weren't even in the top ten. No.
0: I don't remember who it was, but...
1: No, you told me it was A.J. Brown.
0: Oh yeah, it was AJ Brown, which I love. Sure. AJ Brown, yeah, I, I, I love AJ Brown. Going to be honest, AJ Brown was one of my guys, and I, because in the draft process, I was sick of listening about DK Metcalf. AJ so, Brown's better. Yeah, I, he just is. I just I stuck to AJ Brown as being the better guy, and I don't know it. I, I think it's that probably adds to my liking of him, but yeah, but he's that, not the.
1: Love A.J. Brown. He is not the best receiver in the league.
0: Not right now. The, not it is right
1: Devontae Adams. Like I, We both can agree on that.
0: It is Devontae Adams. Should we just get into our list right now? We'll get into our list. Let's start with number one, and then let's go back to 11. Because number one is consensus, and it should be consensus. It is Devontae Adams. It's Devontae Adams. And I think both of us put an 11th on here. In our top 10? Well, you
1: said you were going to because it's yep. kind of an honorable mention. So I put my honorable mention there
0: too. Uh So do you want to start with yours or you want me to go?
1: Yeah, so I got D-Hop at number two. DeAndre Hopkins, he's the most physically dominant, like imposing receiver in the
0: game. He's also my number two. Um Just, I know he hasn't done it this year and I, that's going to get him off of a, like pushed down on a lot of people's lists he shouldn't be he's dominant and there's no doubt about it who's your number three so my number three is Tyreek Hill
1: and I just think you you can't you can't take away the elite athlete of it like he is the most elite athlete on the field when he's on the field. There is nobody that can run with him. There's nobody that can, like, keep up with his change of direction. He can go up and, like, get contested, like, jump ball catches. He's stronger than you. He's faster than you. He's quicker than you. He's more agile than you. And he can, like, he still runs legitimate routes. Like, he's not just, like, a gadget player. He's a legitimate wide receiver that can do it in at every single, like, distance every level
0: i completely agree but i kind of have a principle when it comes to tire kill in my opinion he's slightly more of an offensive weapon than he is a wide receiver so based on this list i have other people ahead of him that i think he is a better football player than but not a better wide receiver than and i think You also have another guy on your list. We talked about it, and we kind of figured out this is why I have Tyreek Hill a little bit lower. It's just that offensive weapon basis that, I don't know, I think for me that takes away some from being a pure wide receiver, and that's I'm listing based on pure wide receivers and not based on the football player themselves.
1: See, the only – like I'm going to push back on that only because like even just as a wide receiver – he is still elite. Sure. Like, he is still an elite wide receiver.
0: Spoiler alert, he's on my list, but he's not this high.
1: No, I get that, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, if you, if you just took his skill set and essentially put him into a slightly less, like, athletic freak, they would still be an elite wide receiver. But you put yeah. him with his athleticism, like, you can't do anything about it. You can't cover him. Like, yeah. I... I feel like just because they move him around a lot and you know they use him in more than just a traditional receiver role, like if they just used him as a traditional receiver, he would still be here. It, for you, yeah. Like that's that's kind of what I'm saying.
0: I have him slightly lower, but trust me, it's still pretty high. Well, right. Like he's definitely up there. Right. So then then my my number 3 oh, yeah, you got 3. is Mike Evans. And I think the down years, the past two years, are a lot of people are going to kind of. He might not even be on the top ten list for a lot of people.
1: He normally isn't. He doesn't get any of the credit.
0: He should. He should. Like, I think we talked about it on another podcast. Probably before the season. Like Mike Evans is the closest thing we have to Calvin Johnson, who I think was the most talented wide receiver ever in the NFL. I think that's. Probably I think not it's not very debatable. Calvin Johnson and then Randy Moss, in my opinion. Yeah. And the closest thing we have to a, ran- or a Calvin Johnson clone is Mike Evans. Yeah. The numbers, the, the size, the speed, the ability. He's the closest thing. And that, that to me just equates to an elite wide receiver. So he's my number three.
1: Thousand yards in eight straight seasons to start his career. Yeah. Yeah
0: nobody's ever done that like nobody ever will yeah i don't think that'll ever happen again it's insane so i mean maybe justin jefferson like look at that freak oh my god speaking of justin jefferson he is my number four i kind of led you in there well yeah um appreciate that yeah like as vikings fans we obviously see justin jefferson play every game and he lives up to the hype like he is very good this is the first time he will make an appearance on my list, but he doesn't make an appearance here. I'm going to throw out, I have Cooper Cup at four because I'm respecting the numbers this year. I'm That's giving fair. I'm giving him the bump up with the nod for the numbers because it was fantastic and incredible. But he's probably not skill-wise at this point on my list. I'm just giving him the bump because of the numbers.
1: Yeah, so what I do want to say with Jefferson is, is yes we're Vikings fans we're going to put him high you know but at the same time he he is the only one that can rival Devontae adams off the line yep off the line him and Devontae adams are damn near equal and the the way that he runs his routes and the the way that he sets up his defenders, and the way that he the, – the nuance that he has within his own routes is just – it's next level from a second-year player, and it's insane. And he he's going to be incredible for as long as he plays football.
0: Yeah, and I don't rank young players very high because of my thoughts on it, that they have to show it for – a longer period of time, in my opinion, to count. I have Justin Jefferson at five. In my opinion, he's shown it for long enough, and he's been consistent enough that he is elite. And th- I, there's no denying it at this point. So, yeah, Justin Jefferson at five for me. Who's your five?
1: Uh, I do have Mike Evans at five. So I didn't slander him that much. I. I- you know, I agree with all the things that like you said about him. Like he's he is your like if you built a wide receiver, you're you're building a guy like Mike Evans. Yeah. Like he's just not as fast as Calvin Johnson. That's it.
0: There's been only three guys in the NFL that I've ever seen in this mold, and it's Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson, and Mike Evans. Those are the three heightweight speed guys that have done it better than everybody. Yeah. Randy Moss is a little height, thin. height and speed. He's missing the weight part, but like those are the three that are kind of that the big man playing wide receiver that are also athletic. So yeah, respect to Mike Evans, but had a couple down years.
1: Still got his thousand.
0: Yeah, barely. Two years in a row, barely.
1: Yeah, uh, my number six is going to be Cooper Cup. Uh, incredible route runner. He is probably one of the most sure-handed guys in the league. Yeah, he's he's just one of those guys that just find space.
0: We watched him live this year and I I can't imagine playing defense with him on the other side because they're probably just looking around at each other going, well, who the fuck was supposed to cover him? Because he just kind of disappears and then pops out into wide open spaces. Yeah, like I was watching him from we were in the third deck. Great view of top down. On yeah, the football. it was
1: essentially an all 22. It was great.
0: And i I lost track of him up there at some points and just he kind of came out and I'm like oh no there you yeah, go yeah he's
1: in 30 yards of space
0: like great. yeah so yeah fantastic route runner my number six is Tyree kill this is where I have him not that far down the list but probably farther than almost everybody in the world
1: essentially all the things that I said it's just on principle you won't put him in your top five
0: kind of it's it's just that He's more of a offensive weapon, I think. If I lined these the other five up this season, because Cooper Cup would probably be lower in my opinion. If I lined them up, they would produce more at wide receiver on a regular basis than Tyreek Hill. That's just my opinion, but yeah, who? I'll, I'll go with my number seven. It's one of the best route runners in the league. Definitely not the best, in my opinion. I think that goes to Devontae Adams. Stephon Diggs.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good.
0: Vikings have had very good luck at wide receiver in their history. Yeah. Stephon Diggs might be one of the best stories. Yeah. So, hey, props to him for being the dude that he is. I didn't love the way he exited Minnesota, but I'm glad that he found a place that he's – thriving in like I'm glad that he's still talked about and didn't go somewhere that he lost the shine if so
1: to be honest I think he's part of the reason that Josh Allen turned elite oh yeah
0: absolutely I I think that's without a doubt 100% like you and I tonight we're talking about Mac Jones and the thing that I said is Mac Jones needs a veteran wide receiver that can get open on a regular basis to help him develop and that's what Stefan Diggs did for Josh Allen. 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number seven is Keenan Allen. I think he's he's just really kind of consistent and steady, and he's a good route runner. He gets open. He's their third down target, like, yep. essentially
0: 100% of the time. Which he would probably be mine as well.
1: Right. Yeah, he's just he's an all around really, really good receiver.
0: Underrated.
1: He... Him and Mike Evans are the guys that always get left off the list. You always get these younger guys coming in and taking their spots. But, like...
0: To be fair, I left them off my list. And I am a big Keenan Allen fan. You are. You are. So, like, I I don't know. Keenan Allen, to me, is... This is going to sound racist, but I got to say it. He is the whitest black wide receiver. He plays like the route-running white guys. I said that in quotes. He's the closest to that mold of wide receiver. Am I wrong? That slightly less athletic route runner type.
1: Sure, no, I get what you're saying.
0: <laughs> it's it sounds racist, and I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like that, but like just that's that's the way it is. Like you could talk about him in the same mold as like your Cooper Cup, your Adam Thielen. They're pretty much all the same player. That crafty route runner that is just open for some reason all the time.
1: I will say it's a damn good thing that nobody listens, otherwise we would get kicked off.
0: What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not being racist. I'm just saying he fits that mold wide receiver. And I'm sick of the white wide receivers always having to be compared to each other. You can compare a crafty wide receiver to Keenan Allen. Do it once. So. Did you do your number seven? I did. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. I got, I got Diggs at eight. Fair. The one thing that I'll knock Diggs for is he doesn't have, he doesn't have the long play ability. Like whenever he gets a deep pass, he always gets caught.
0: In Minnesota, he was pretty good at continuing the deep plays, but I have noticed that. Not, I mean, sometimes, but like he was our deep play guy. Yeah, and then That's he would get he tackled
1: at like the five yard line because he could Some, never sometimes. make it there.
0: There were long routes and he he has to run constantly super deep because Josh Allen has a cannon of an arm No, I get that. Like that he can't underrun a throw. So that
1: is the, that is the one as a Vikings fan, that is the one thing that I have noticed pretty much his entire time here even and that was that I mean he's really good at getting open, really good at running routes. It's just whenever like he gets that deep shot, he never quite makes it to the end zone. Like he'll get pushed out of bounds at the 10 or he'll get run down from behind at the five. Like, he doesn't doesn't quite have the juice to break away from these guys. That's my only knock on him.
0: Fair. I kind of have a surprise at number eight. I think he will be left off a lot of people's lists. I have scary Terry McLaurin. In my opinion, he should be higher on this list, but he does not have a quarterback. Watching tape on him, holy shit. The dude is so good. We just need a wide receiver or a quarterback to come in and prove how good he is at wide receiver.
1: And I mean that, he That's he, what I'm waiting for. He was even pretty good with the guys that they had. Yeah,
0: and that's saying
1: something. That's saying a lot. Taylor Heineke. Oof. That's rough. Um what are we on? Eight. Eight. No, we're on nine now.
0: Did you do your eight?
1: Yeah, it was digs. Oh, okay.
0: So I'll go with my number nine. I have AJ Brown here.
1: I also have AJ Brown.
0: AJ Brown is such a good wide receiver for what they're asking him to do, and he's so damn physical. Yeah, so physical. He's the closest thing to D Hop that we have. That slightly smaller, not Mike Evans sized, yeah, physical wide receiver. Right. It's D Hop, AJ Brown, and then probably somebody like Allen Robinson yeah in that kind of mold you would that,
1: think DK but DK's kind of a bitch
0: yeah also DK is terrifyingly big
1: yeah but he doesn't use his visit. he only uses his physicality after the play's over
0: or when he's chasing down a, a dude and tackling him that was physical yeah what, eh, whatever but uh yeah that's that's my nine also your nine Yep. at ten I have Amari Cooper
1: I think he he used to be on people's lists.
0: Yeah, used to be. I still think he's that talented. Like, watching him play, he might not have the production that he used to have, but he's still an incredible route runner. There might be some Alabama bias in there. Maybe a little. But I, I still think he's a great player, and he deserves to be on my top ten list because of his talent, not necessarily because of his production.
1: Well, I mean, how can you have production when you also have – you got CD there. You got, I mean, Gallup's turned it into an okay receiver. They got tight ends. Their tight ends are pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my my number ten is Debo Samuel. And he is he turned into the Swiss Army knife this year. Yep. You know the last probably about six or seven weeks of the year, and it was very effective. And now the thing about Debo is. I've kind of thought about this a little bit. So, obviously, it would take a while to get to this point, but I feel like the 49ers are really close to almost being a positionless offense, okay? It's where you can have the same personnel on the field and put any of those people in any position. Yeah. You could take... So you put Debo in the backfield. You could put, you could fucking put Kittle in the backfield. Yeah. You could, you know, split any of these guys out wide. You could put them all. You know, the thing about it is like if you, you're literally staying in the same personnel.
0: But switching the. But switching where they're lining.
1: But switching where they're lining up. So it's it just turns into a matchup thing. So if you got if you got Debo Samuel in the backfield. Are they, like if they if they're manned up, like are they gonna bring that corner into like match with Debo Samuel? Are they gonna get a linebacker on him because he's aligned in? It just causes a lot of confusion. I feel like on the defense, it causes a lot of stress because they don't know who's supposed to be covering who, because they can literally put any player that's on the field at any, like lining up at any position. And I think that would be very interesting to see if you can get an entire offense. So that are you could talking
0: offensive linemen also playing skilled position, or are they no, just no, no? Quarterback is he moving around too? With Trey Lance, they probably, they probably could. See, that's what I'm saying. Are we are we in a situation where? So I think it, it they decide to, be, to trade for Lamar Jackson, it would have to and be, get another running back back there.
1: It would have to be an evolution. Sorry, like, Lamar. Yeah, like. With Trey Lance, you know, you got to account for Trey Lance. Yeah. You put, say, you put like fucking Kittle in the backfield. Like, yeah. Giving him the ball and letting him run, that is always a good thing. Like, getting him the ball in space, fucking put him in the backfield. You've seen what happens with Debo in the backfield. Yeah. I think if Brandon Ayuk can figure out how to do all the same kind of things, because he's the same kind of guy where if you give him the ball in space, he'll make shit happen. Mm -hmm. I think. The one thing that they need is like an Alvin Kamara-type running back that can run legitimate routes that you can put literally anywhere and just go to town with essentially a positionless defense
0: or offense. Who was the, who was the guy for the Patriots? What, James White? James White. Put him back there. He's a wide receiver running back. He's the he's that yeah, but, dude.
1: But he's... <gasps> He's an out-of-the-backfield wide receiver. Like, I, I want a guy that I can line up outside.
0: There's a free agent this year. What, Cordero Patterson? Cordero Patterson. See, Let's go.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can get enough guys that can play all of the positions, how the fuck are you going to cover
0: that? Um, the Cardinals.
1: Like, I'm curious. The Cardinals
0: if, defense, where they don't have positions.
1: I'm curious if that would actually work. You've seen what happens Probably. when they put Debo just in the backfield.
0: I, I, I would assume that if you drop the correct plays at the correct time, it's going to work no matter what. Like, you can beat a defense with the correct play call and the correct personnel. So, why not? Why wouldn't it work?
1: And if you're always, and if your personnel is always, like, if you're always in, like, um, what was it like? If you're always, if you always got, like, a heavy personnel in where you only got, like, two wide receivers, you got your fullback because they have. Yeah, so you got your twelve personnel. You or got... are
0: you talking twenty two? One wide receiver, two tight ends, two running backs.
1: So if they or have two
0: two wide receivers, one tight end, and two running backs. Yeah. So twenty one. Because twenty one personnel. You
1: also got Usechik, who is yeah incredible at all of that shit too. Like your your lineup essentially the entire game will be Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, pick a running back. Elijah i guess mitchell, probably, probably elijah mitchell then you got Youth and kittle and you can put any one of them in any position yeah i want to know if
0: that would legitimately work i think it'd be great why not i don't see why it wouldn't so i don't know prop probably kyle Shanahan's smart yeah so i don't know let's call him up and see
1: me like hey Get trade for Alvin Kamara. That, no, that no, 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 I think no, no, that no, no. is the catalyst. Is they no, need no, 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 no. they need like a legitimate no. like wide receiver.
0: Yeah, you're on the right track. <laughs> Cordero Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Okay, so He's then, a free agent this year. So
1: then their lineup would be Cordero Patterson, Usech, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo.
0: Which is crazy because Ayuk and Kittle or Ayuk and um Debo are the same human being, pretty much, and check Kittle and Cordero Patterson are all the same human being too. Yes. That's terrifying.
1: That's my point. Like if you get all these guys that can do all of these different things, you never have to change personnel. The defense, they don't know how they're going to cover it. They don't know who they're going to match on these guys. Could you
0: imagine like, just imagine this for a second. You got Debo at fullback. Okay. Okay. You got Kittle. Yeah. At running back. Okay. Yeah. Then you got, um iuke at tight end yep then you got use check out to the left and you got cordero patterson out to the right and you get cordero patterson in motion what is happening next
1: he's coming in on a wham block yeah and you're running like you're, outside zone you're with George to Kittle. the left <laughs> yeah. and you got
0: <laughs> fucking use check out there already blocking a corner yeah in the next week yeah that's terrifying yeah you know what i'm gonna try that on madden we'll see what happens
1: I don't think, I don't think it'll work like you want it to.
0: I don't know. I'm gonna try to Madden anyway. I can put it in a rookie mode or whatever.
1: Uh, my my honorable mention, my number eleven is is Terry McLaurin.
0: He's he's fucking good. He's dude. real good. My number eleven, and this is pretty much he's my number eleven just to get a shout out on how good he did this year, and I'm proud of him, and he's been my guy since he came out of college. Why I don't know. I've loved him. He's from a rival team. It's Mike Williams from Clemson, now on the Chargers. He finally stayed healthy. He did. And oh my god, he's 12th in receiving yards, had 11 touchdowns, I think. Yeah. Mike Williams finally, Mike Williams. He just didn't die. He's another one of those
1: kind of height, weight, speed guys.
0: Yeah, he's not quite to the level of the other guys. Not quite, but like.
1: He has the profile of that kind of player. The only problem is uh, every single time he goes up to catch a ball.
0: He goes up real high.
1: He goes up really high, and I don't think I've ever seen anybody land as hard as he does. Yeah. I don't know how he lands harder than people that like
0: weigh more than him, So, but it, he does. It's like the difference in quarterbacks. Like, Have you ever seen – so here's a good example. Tom Brady – you never see him get hit hard. Yeah. Ever. Never gets hit hard. You wanna know who got hit hard really bad really all the time? Think think fake slide Robert Griffin. He died almost every day. Yeah. It's it's just a skill. You have to have a skill to not get hit hard.
1: It's not getting hit though. He lands.
0: I know. It's the it's, same. you gotta, gotta not, fall you gotta fall right. You gotta fall it's lighter? A
1: skill. To fall lighter.
0: Yeah. Don't be so fat. Like, he isn't. I know that's the thing. Like, like you—he's super skinny when he jumps into the air. Like he's—he's he's flying, and then all of a sudden, midair, he—he he gains weight. I don't know what it is. He gains weight, and gravity works harder. Like it's—it is magic. But he's great, though. Dude is terrifying as a player. He. Some of the catches he makes, yeah. are incredible. Yeah,
1: Herbert. Herbert's got some. Some good dudes to work with out there. Yeah.
0: And I would also like to say I was wrong on Herbert, but I was right before that. It's just I second-guessed myself and I was wrong. And I am ready at this point to give Justin Herbert the credit now that it's been two years. So he is a top-ten quarterback in my opinion now. So when we make our quarterback list, yep, he, will he, be should, in there. he should be on your list. Absolutely. All right. I'm willing to give the credit now. So I think we can call it there. It's a little bit shorter of a podcast today. We didn't have quite as much to talk about. Um so yeah. You can find us on the Twitter machine.
1: Yeah, we're we're on Twitter. It's uh it's at football hole. We have a, a Gmail. It's wateringholefootball at gmail dot com. At you, no. Yeah. 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 Um, we're on Facebook, Watering Hole Football. Um we still will eventually get a website. I wanna start writing. I wanna start doing stuff like this, you know, we can have conversations about, you know, how how we view things and we can, you know, talk about more stuff and whatever and
0: Yeah, that's that's on me. I gotta get started on that, but Hey, eventually it'll happen, I promise. So that's going to do it for us today. Uh, We appreciate you stopping by and listening. And as always, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye.